How are the lovebirds? Heart rate is slowing down a little, I think. That's good. Mother's helper. A girl hitching her way down to Florida needs some protection. <laughs> yeah? That's what you're doing? Yeah. That's what I was doing before every machine in the world went into maximum overdrive. Props. Oh yeah. I brought props finally for today's episode. Yeah, yeah, you because got, you I'm, got all, I'm a little show and tell. I'm all. It's not so much show and tell, but I'm always out of props. You, you always have them ready. I have stuff to hand. My um, that's because all my stuff is crammed into this room. That's why. <laughs> well, I mean, this room is like, like I said, you see the door here, the the doorway. That's where the room ends. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got the video game collection behind me. We've got the art books and other video game and comics and graphic novels. But all the movie stuff is downstairs in the theater. Yeah. In, in the theater. In the home in theater. The, in, the, in, the, in the theater, sir. So I have to go get it. So, um, yeah, I brought, I, brought, I brought some props ready um, for, for a little bit of discussion, which I've noticed, I've noticed with the pod that I love, I love our intro, like where we, we don't talk about the episode so much just to begin with. We just, mm-hmm. what we've been doing, maybe what we got, horror stuff related, a little bit of news yeah. here and there, you know, just get them in, get them involved. Yeah, it's a good little but preamble. I've noticed while editing, they're getting longer. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I still, okay, I still love it. I still love it. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just a fun little bit. I, I also, I, mean, I, don't, I don't really have anything this week, so... You don't. Oh my word! That's I guess not true. I do. <laughs> of course you do. I I also noticed as well that I need like a, a podcast notebook. Like it's all well and good having notes on my phone. I need a notebook here on the desk because I realised like I tried to start a feature like two months ago about this week in history of horror. Like oh yeah. Came out and then that just sort of stopped, didn't it? That's gone. <laughs> that sort of just stopped. So um. Yeah, like there were a few other things I wanted to. I, I feel like I brought to the table and then just didn't do the next week. So, yeah, need a need a business book. Yeah, business. Um, yeah, just you'll be able to set it out then, Di- like a diary form. So it'll have that section in there, and you can say, ah, need something, need something for in that. Oh, you've gone a bit I blurry, mean, sir. I have gone a little bit blurry, gone out of focus. Oh, you know what? It's because I've been messing with that cam for... Uh... You've been screwing around. You've been farting around, sir. We'll Robocop it. <laughs> hey, I have... That's weird. I have a note relating to Robocop onto the, about today's episode. Oh, really? Okay. I do, which we'll get to down the line. Um, Speaking of the podcast, though, All right, firstly, welcome back to the podcast, one and all. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> welcome back to the Dreadcast, folks, one and all. Myself, Tom, and the lovely Aiden. How are you doing? Who is disappearing into the ether as we speak. He's about to get It's getting dark, more... isn't it? It's getting... I'm out, I'm out is... preempting. No, I'm put a light on now. It is, I mean, it is up here. It's grim up north, isn't it? Yeah, but you're closer to the sun up north, right? 
No, it's closer to the land so, of ice and snow. And... Oh, that's true. The ice wall. <laughs> You're close to the... The biggest tangent ever here. Winter is coming. I, d I don't suppose you saw... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw on the internet this week. Um, Flat Earthers have posted what they believe the map is. And it, oh, uh, no, uh, I have not seen this. The map of outside the ice wall. Okay. The lands outside the ice wall. Right. It's, it's, it's it basically may as well have been in the subreddit of world building. It's Can ridiculous. I do a, a, little, a little quick Google. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, why is popping a Goog? Um, yeah, welcome back to the Dragcast, one and all, everyone. This is episode forty-nine. We are so close now to the big half a century, and that's going to feel Ooh. nuts. Um, but quickly. Last week's episode, Species, had a good, great load of fun doing it. It's doing great numbers. Thank, Thank you good. to everyone that has downloaded it and listened to it. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I know two people that specifically listen to it. Uh, no, three people. Uh, uh, Andreas in, in Spain. Fun in... Germany. It? Germany. Look at, look at this. We're spreading across the continent. Mm-hmm. That we're not allowed to go to anymore um and i believe lang langers uh a lovely commenter on youtube i'm not sure where you are from sir but thank you if you're listening to this thank you for listening and everyone else um have you have you found the, the map yet i found this square and stationary earth i guess it's not it's not that i'm gonna um, find it i'm gonna find I mean, it it's mad these these people are crazy these people are wild um <laughs> just i mean a lot of it just looks like discworld fan art <laughs> yeah it, 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 <laughs> uh b -b 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 and i am half uh, expecting to see fred the weatherman jumping around in the liverpool dock <laughs> <laughs> oh actually maybe we, we shouldn't talk about him right oh is it we, not another one i think he oh i found it well was he? Oh, I found it. Uh, this flat earth uh, map just looks... All, yeah, okay. I, now, obviously, none of these maps are 100% legit, obviously. No, no. <laughs> but I'm not sure if this has been, shall we say, confirmed by the community of flat earthers or it's just one oh, okay. guy that thinks. But have a look at this. We've got a rogue. Look at this. rogue flat earther with his crackpot crack theories. <laughs> Look at this bollocks. This looks like a video game map. This looks like a Final Fantasy map or a Witcher map. Just waiting for this to look. <laughs> look at it. Look how it big looks it like is. Something from Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Oh my days. So, they're obviously the ice wall was the edge, but now they're saying there is, in theory, no edge. There's the world beyond the ice wall. The the world There's, the um, walls of Asgard. Yeah. The scorched waste. <laughs> One island called Nemo. The frozen um, waste. <laughs> and the abyssal ocean. Oh my god. This guy is just he's look, he's he's read too many fantasy look, novels and just crammed it all together. Look, okay, you thought Africa was big? No. Africa ain't shit compared to the Isles of Anubis. Or Atlantis the Isle is of there. Isis. <laughs> Atlantis is on there. Yeah. The solitaire ocean. 
Where are the Blackjack Islands? Is, is that what? What is that? The, is that the Atlantic, the Atlantean Ocean, and Atlanta, uh, Atlantis isn't in it? Um, you got the Atlantic Ocean, our one, the real one, and then the nor. Let's say two o'clock. It's all. all that was that one you're talking about. All Altauian, Altauian. Oh, I'll tell you when. I thought it was Atlantic. It's got Gemini and Pitar. Patasia. Patasia. There we go. Yeah, okay. Okay. I mean, even saying it does look very much like a video game map or a fantasy like map. And I, you know, I love a fantasy novel that has a map in the front. That's usually gives it a few extra points but i wouldn't read this it looks it still looks shit <laughs> it looks rubbish <laughs> it's really bad isn't it i mean i feel oh, bad dear. for horror i feel bad for horus look at that <laughs> at north it's just it's an island within a lake <laughs> yeah so what's the what's supposed what's the brown supposed to be the mountain Dirt. I don't know. Mountain. The mountain, the mountain ring the mountain is just called ring. mountain ring. Okay. Yes. The mountain <laughs> ring. Um, what I'm curious to know is how they've discovered this. Mm. If this now, if this is real, right? Because it you, it hey. It's right? not Tom. It's not. <laughs> how do you know? How do you? Because... How do you? How do? Because what? Because of a lot of other reasons. How do you know? That's, that's not I mean, true. I haven't personally been to space, but I trust those photographs more than I trust this monstrosity. This guy has seen um, the walls of Asgard, okay? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously a fan of mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I, extra, extra medicinal activities. I apologise, folks. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. It was about five minutes ago how we got on this tangent. How I got on this tangent. I mean, you just said I've got a tangent to go on. (laughs) That's exactly how we got there. (laughs) That's how we do our podcast. I've got some madness to show you. You know, fair enough. Basically, folks. It's horror adjacent. If you're a big Stephen King fan and you like the film Maximum Overdrive, which is today's episode, I'd skip ahead about half hour. (laughs) That's where it's really going to kick off, okay? Unless you want to hear two grown men talking about an absolutely bollocks uh flat earth i mean i don't have, i don't have much more no okay <laughs> i don't have much more i do have one question is yeah. the is the fo- is the the photograph the pho- <laughs> <laughs> is, is is the picture square because that's where those other bits end or is there supposedly more to it than that yeah it's not a disc shape it's a mini disc shape it, it's a mini disc <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a floppy disk it's a floppy disk um, shape one of the old big ones yeah that's that's nonsense I hope I hope I hope they've, he's got somebody looking after him whoever's come up with I hope, this so, I hope his carer's <laughs> seen this oh you know, well, well that was he's fun. making good use of those crayons <laughs> yeah and doing some really bad photoshop work like stretching these islands they, they look so stretched these, these images. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, Moving to you, on. I mentioned, yeah, we're, 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 today's episode, <laughs> episode 49, is on 
Maximum Overdrive. I can't <laughs> not think of Homer singing Max Power when I say the words Maximum Overdrive. Um, so we'll be getting onto that. Una Memento. Before we do that, do check out the Dreadcast on Spotify. Even though, I mean, you're probably already listening to it on these, but do just, if you haven't clicked the follow button or the, the rating, just go ahead and tap, 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 tap and do that as well. Um, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube, all by searching the Dreadcast and the social meds, which are beneath our beautiful faces here, and the official social meds of the underscore Dreadcast on Instagram and Twitter. Got it. Go, Second go. itch now. That's just coming out. And hey, you can hey. also send us a direct message to our mailbag. You're going to check the mailbag, Tom. Thedreadcastpod at gmail.com. Send us What's a, that even email, email address? seems old-fashioned now, don't you think? I want letters. Letters. We want actual post. We have another letter for fun. Yeah. It's bloody massive. Okay. <laughs> All right. I might have All to right. start reading this before we come on. Before I'm going to have to vet these, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Bullet point. Okay. We'll get through. The, we'll, 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 do the, we'll do the mailbag now, seeing as it's uh, it's quite a package we've got oh, here. Boom. Bless you, Aiden. Oh, bless me. Thank you. Uh, before I you another email, so Tom can pronounce my nickname absolutely right. Yeah. And I think he did it wrong again. Yep, yeah, probably. Fun the how. Fun the how. There we go. All right, take that one off. There we go. All, there we go. All done. Yep. After I listened to the episode about House by the Cemetery, uh, I tried to find and watch the film. I have to admit, it was quite late, so I ended up watching Last House on Cemetery Lane. Cannot recommend that one. It's just <laughs> trash. Trash acting, trash scenery, and plot so thin it's annoying. I have never heard of... I've heard I of Last got... House on the Left, but this sounds like yeah, a... Yeah, Last House on Cemetery Lane. I've got a feeling I have seen... It sounds um, like a parody film. I've seen it, and it it looks... And I've not seen it as in watched it. I mean, I've seen it coming up on Amazon or whatever. Um, oh and I think the the cover the cover art will tell you the... Uh... That is what um, my, my favourite YouTube channel, which I've mentioned before, uh, other than the Dreadcast YouTube channel, uh, the boys at Red Letter Media did a video not long ago called um, Watch Bait, where they were basically mm-hmm. describing these sort of films. Yeah. That you pick a word, just pick a word, say exorcism, and you'll find hundreds of films where yeah. the, exorcism yeah, yeah, of, yeah. the exorcism of or something that begins with shark, shark this, shark that, mm-hmm. shark. This is a this is a Watch Bait film. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's par- you know, Paranormal Activity was a huge breakout success. So yeah. you've, you, then you've got Paranormal, like, Pastime, mm. um, Nativity, Paranormal, just anything that vaguely sounds like it, just basically, yeah, it's clickbait. Or, you know, it's it's what your grandma would buy you. I thought mm. you like that film. I bought, I bought that film that you like. Like, eh, not quite right there, Graham, but I appreciate the thought. Hey, fun fact, I once bought my sister Kangaroo Jack for Christmas. That's a real thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And um, she's nine years older than me, so this she would have been like 30 or something at this point. All right. <laughs> it did not go down well. And it was a serious present. Anyway, back to the email. Uh, I also listened to your episode about Species and watched the film. Or I'm still watching it as I'm writing this mail. I agree with several points. The empath was pretty poor, really poor, poorly written. 
But I understand why he didn't sense Syl in the scene in Robbie's garden. Because she was her alien self most of the time. And he is definitely not a know-it-all in the sense I... My eyes are really bad. I'm going to have to just control, <laughs> scroll. There we go. Let's make this text bigger. Here we oh, go. Oh, dear. Dude, my, my notes on this screen are in size 20 on the, on the <laughs> Google document. <laughs> All right. Empath. Pretty poor. Um... Here we go. He was. That's why uh, Pseudo Xavier is pissed at him one moment and tells him to give something that helps him. The insights he's given are at least pretty obvious to me and are quite logic. They have done him a disservice. I think it could have been a cool character. Uh, and his episode, quote unquote, episode in the hotel when Doc Ock is banging Seal. Good choice there, banging. Um, <laughs> I would actually say it's the other way around. I think Seal was banging him. Mm. Technicality. Uh, yeah, well, it said drugs enhance paranormal talents, so I get what they're aiming at. But as I said before, they could have done it better. Yes, so agreeing with the empath um, logic. About Syl, I feel for her. Even after the kills, I mean, she is born into a world, I can already agree with this, born into a world she doesn't belong, stacked with instincts that are not uh, really her own, have to be fulfilled, that are primal. Yeah, I believe we, I think we mentioned that. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got that sort of predatory, animalistic instinct. Yeah, yeah. She surely can sense when something is wrong, like the diabetic, like be, uh, danger being near, or uh, just a hitman guy having sex takes her to a while to understand. I agree with her mimic a lot. She obviously learns a lot like that. Her learning reminded me a lot of the fifth element. Did we mention that? Because I feel like when I watched uh, the, the young Sil, when she's in the, the chamber, it's mm -hmm. very fifth element -y, It's I very like... fifth element style. I don't I don't recall mentioning it specifically, but I can't argue with that. There's no, not at all. A, there's definitely a, a bit of crossover with Lilu and her sort of other way, like... Um, Multipass. Yeah, Mila Jovovich played it. Um, Cor um, Corbin Dallas Multipass. Uh she definitely big learns big battle. <laughs> she definitely learns and understands what she's doing. It's a bit sad that the alien is reduced to primal instinct to reproduce him. All in all, I like the film, but I also agree the ending is a bit too long. Yeah, I, I believe you said that that it yeah it, it has it was, its ending. That was my main kind criticism. Of tries to that was my main criticism. Yeah. Just they just drag out that sort of action chase sequence at the end. Um. And finally, besides that, I have a gaming recommendation, but I think it's more for the lovely half troll. So this is for Ooh. you. Bramble, the Mountain King. Oh, yeah. I've been really wanting to play this. He's very yeah, excited, Fun for how He's very excited right now. It's very cool. It is very yeah. cool. Um, I've not played it yet, but I've watched a few people play it, and it's... Um, what's it like? I mean, Little, Little Nightmares is probably the easiest comparison to make. It's that sort of style platformer. Um... And oh, it's yeah, set. Nice. Is it Finnish folklore? Uh, uh, Swedish, she says here. Swedish. So, so it's yeah. So you, I don't know if you're a kid that's shrunken down and transported into this world, or you're part of that world anyway. But yeah, you basically, you know, find your way moving through these areas. There's a there's a big scene which I think was shown a lot in a lot of the trailers where you're traversing a lake and there's a creature it sort of spots you in the background and comes through and it's this big sort of ginny green teeth um monster swamp hag type yeah creature that's after you yeah it looks very cool looks very cool um i haven't played it yet i'm waiting for it to come down in price a little bit on steam because i've heard it's quite short 
and I think the current price tag versus length of game is a little bit off balance for me to actually pull the trigger on it just yet. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. For people I've spoken, I've spoken to a couple of people that have played it and say it's very good. And it certainly looks very charming and interesting. But uh, yeah, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for it to come on to us, come on to sale. It's uh, the developer's second game, uh, Dim Frost mm. Studios, they call. So wow, a uh, couple of cheap keys on uh, Kingwin. Uh, mm, okay. Cheap Steam case. Have a look. Uh, look at that. Have a, um, a look. But yeah, it looks cool. Swedish folklore horror game, in my opinion, very beautifully made. Has a bit of uh... a little nightmares. <laughs> has a bit of a little nightmares it's, vibes. It's there a we very, go. It's a bit, I think anybody that's played a little nightmares and then saw Bramble would would recognise that sort of style of of gameplay. I mean, I guess if you want to compare it to an old like Limbo as well, it's got it's oh, that kind yeah, of yeah. Um, it's got that kind of sort of tone and mood to it, and the fact that you're kind of helpless and vulnerable, and you, it's about problem solving, yeah, puzzle solving and problem solving to progress rather than combat. And yeah, love me some Limbo. Yeah, Limbo's very good. And inside their follow-up game. Uh, yeah, inside. that's also excellent with the mm. weird squishy flesh ball. Yes. Um, <laughs> I watched a let's play of a German YouTuber the other day and fell in love with the game. Maybe one of you two will give it a go. I know who will probably give it a go. I think I can. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will. I will be playing. I'll try and pick it up and I might do a little stream of that one at some point. Looks Anyways, cool. love you both. Feel hugged if you liked it and stay spooky. Uh, thank you very much, Fun. Wonderful. Al. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Love you too. And thank you for the mail. We greatly appreciate it. It's nice to... I actually really love these long um, emails that include loads of different things because it's like having a conversation with you through the podcast even yeah, not here, that, yeah that's that's great. cool so yeah keep sending them in be great to read them every now once in a while and anyone else that yeah. wants to send them in go for it um what's that email again you can mail us at the dreadcast pod <laughs> at gmail.com yes uh, we would love to hear from you with your thoughts opinions recommendations and uh, just you know just to say hi it's yeah it's nice can... to get messages nice to get mail but yeah like i was just saying Email feels like snail mail now, you know what I mean? It feels like mm. it's an old-fashioned thing to do, whereas, like, you know, DMs on, well, not even Twitter anymore. <laughs> like, we're moving on to threads and other things, but... Well, I mean, um, if you want something quick, like, seeing as I'm doing the, you know, the TikTok and the Instagram, um, Aiden has actually, he didn't want me to bring this up, but he's actually got the Dreadcast phone number now. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to ring and eat, uh, message Aiden anytime, 24-7, he's always at the phones, 07. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a bit of, God, man, like I said about this intro, like, I've got, got things to talk about before we even talk about the film. Uh, let's um, get into it. Ramble on. So... Brought some, brought some things up from the theater, right? Yeah. And have I? I feel like I, I I'm losing my memory these days. As long with my sight, I'm old, not as old as you. Have I shown you uh, this before? Thanks. Uh, oh no, you haven't. That looks lovely. Is that the 4K? This is the 4K Collector's Edition, folks, of the Vich. I love and the Vich. This is beautiful, and um. The Lighthouse just got this treatment as well, which I really want. 
Big yeah, I've not seen fan. not seen it yet, but um, uh, yeah, like his other stuff. So I'm keen to check that one out at some point. This I picked this up because I was bringing some more stuff up, and I was like, I have I shown him this because I know that he's a big fan of the witch. Yeah, as am I. I like to live this, deliciously. This book, look how thick that book is. <gasps> right? Oh, that is very nice. Look at all this stuff that's in it. Look at the designs. Oh, we got. It's basically yeah, an art book behind the that scenes. That is excellent. Some good old woodcuts in there. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. We also, um, yeah, you get the postcards. They, I just seem, I just normally keep them as they are. Yeah, you, you postcards. Yeah, you always... um, Color me shocked. You also get the film. Yeah. There it is, right there. 4K film with a behind the scenes uh, feature as well. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful. Like I, I love that. Special uh, collector editions now are getting a better treatment of their cases, and to mm. me, that's a bigger deal. Like these, they're like embossed. Um, yeah, I want to say satiny feeling boxes. They're very sturdy. Okay. Um, that's good. But they're they're really nice. They they're re they look really good on the shelf, like the spine. Yeah, they're yeah, really yeah, yeah. Nice. No, that's so, a nice. It does. It looks like a an actual book, mm. which is uh, which lends itself well to the tone of that film and. It's setting and stuff. That's cool. The reason I brought that up is because I brought these up. Now, you mentioned in the last couple of episodes that you are trying to collect different, very different um, iterations of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. yes, I brought, I brought mine. I've started doing. Yeah, I brought, I brought mine to the it. table. Now, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the best one. Yeah, I feel like you. I feel like I may have shown you this again. You've definitely this, shown me this. And I know full well that you're just what? looking for an excuse to show it off again. <laughs> Not the 4K, sir. Oh, no. Oh, I, yeah, I'm no, this is terribly better. sorry. But we'll, that's coming, isn't it? We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is my uh, one-of-a-kind uh, VHS. Um, oh, yeah, you have, yeah. You have shown me this just before. Yes. Have a look at that, folks. Um, yeah. I mean, that looks... It looks like a video nasty. That looks like somebody's... Dad's mates knocked it up. Got this at a pub the other week. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this came with a, a job lot of horror VHSs off eBay. Um, it's been rewound. Nice. Appreciate Always it. I mean, touch. It's a very basic sticker. It, mm -hmm. it feels like this is like a snuff videotape. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually know if the film's on here. I feel like it's something else. Oh, you're yeah, watching it's um, some fan-made recreation. Like that's evidence that, you've got there, Tom. That's evidence. This is, yeah. <laughs> Fingerprints all over. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got to start with the VHS. Uh, not official, unfortunately, but seeing as we've seen how... It's still it's, nice, though. It's still good. It's still cool, but seeing as we've seen how expensive movie posters cost these days, um, I dread to think how much a real videotape would cost. <laughs> uh, we then go on to the uh, special edition... Um, D DVD. Mm -hmm. um, what I was saying about boxes. Yeah. yeah. You see this? See this is like a cardboard box. Yeah, look how thin it is now. <laughs> it should be that thick. Yeah. That thin. Because it's just, it may as well just be paper. Bit like, of dog earring on there. Yeah, they, they really did. They get didn't... scuffed quite easily, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's, that gate, it's that gatefold. Um... It comes up in a nice book, but. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's not 
you know, look at the look at the box. It's just yeah, they're very flimsy. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate because um, it if it was sturdy, it's quite a nice box. But mm-hmm. hey ho, it's got some. But it's just that just happens. I mean, you know, especially if you've like moved a couple of times, you try you can try your best to keep those kind of cases neat and tidy and pristine and not possible. They, they, it's just not. It's just not possible. No. So, unfortunately, yeah, still part of the collection. A nice, uh, the Blu-ray? I think you've got this, haven't you? You got this? Or you've got Um, the Halloween Blu-ray? I've got the Halloween, yeah, Halloween Blu-ray I got recently. Um, No, I don't, I don't, do I have the original? No, I don't think I do have the original on Blu-ray yet. This I did see, I did see it the other day. That, I think it was that exact version. Hmm. Um, And I didn't get it. But there is a 40th anniversary edition in my local CEX, and it's one of the swanky ones that they keep behind the counter. Oh, um, they keep for themselves, just in case someone yeah. went by. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's good. It's got tons of special features. I mean, not as many special features as something else, but tons. And you know, I appreciate this. I appreciate a reversible. Oh, a nice little reversible cover. Yeah. And it's quite a yes. nice piece of artwork. So see, I wonder if because that because that fortieth anniversary is that cover. So yeah. I wonder if it's that version, but yeah. with just like an extra slipcase on it or something. Show you what it. So it's like it'll be like that. Yeah, but there is there's that there's another plastic slipcase on it. I think. Oh no! This came just like this, so I don't know. Mm. Maybe. But, um, yeah. So it might I'd be interested. I'm gonna because I'm gonna grab it at some point if it's not snapped up by somebody else although i'm getting a lot of horror movies from my local cex just recently i've got a feeling that somebody has brought in their collection so <laughs> i'm just lot. getting and i'm just yeah slowly but surely just picking pieces out there it is this is what he wants to show you all <laughs> speaking of um again again nice boxes i mean when you've got them like next to each other like that they're, they're beautiful. I mean, they are like like two of my favorite movies, right there. Yeah. Easily. Now, you think the witch book was big? Look at this. Yeah, that is a beast. It's about it's about a thumbnail size. All right, if we're going to be specific here, it's about a thumbnail width. Um, <laughs> I've read about half. Of Anything but the metric system, eh, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> the metric system. <laughs> um, yeah, it's insane for a click. It's got oh, a new book smell as well. New it's book smell. Oh, yeah. So just as a book, like that could go on your bookshelf. It'd be, it'd be I beautiful. like the cover with the skulls. That's cool. Yeah. And with the little trophies. Yeah. Um, we got a nice piece of artwork on the um, the disc mm. case itself. Three discs. Lots of special features. Nice. Still not got around to them yet. Um, can have a little bit of a Texas change short change core sesh in august when the game comes out because oh yes that's coming soon oh yeah it's not long now and uh tons of postcards again as usual but yep that i just wanted to put aside because uh you were you mentioned it the other week and i was like what have i actually got in the in the collection i feel i feel like we do talk about extensively about texas chainsaw mascot every episode (laughs) because it's amazing I know. I mean, I'm not. I don't have a problem with this, but I just feel like regular listeners will be like, 
You should expect just it by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when they're, they're going to do a little bit about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's going to come up at some point. I, hey, look, I I did warn everyone. Go skip a forward about half hour or so to if you want to listen to the, the film. <laughs> that is true. Um, that is true. We watched part three the other night, me and the missus, and our odyssey of watching them all. That's a. That's a. It's a good four and a half out of five out of ten, I'd say. It's maybe, right. maybe five. It's a good five out. Of ten. It, it, it was entertaining. I was it's okay. It was, it's it was, okay. It was entertaining. Yeah, it's one of those like it's entertaining as a film. Is it a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, you take I mean, Leatherface out of it. Yeah, you never, it's. You know. it's mm. I think. It, I think that's. I think it. It struggles with too many, too many family members. Because oh, I think you. it's that kind of like, let's go bigger, let's go bigger with everyone. We'll introduce some new family members. We can pull some more family members out of the woodwork. And I think that is just there's too many. Mm. There's just too many going on. But it's entertaining, and I loved seeing Roger Rockmore blasting fools and uh, running around. He was he was a delight. I totally forgot that Ken Free played Keenan's dad oh, until yeah. I was watching that, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, of course he did. And of course, in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's a big horror actor. He is. He is. Yeah. And when I think of him, I generally think of him from his horror roles. But yeah. I grew up watching Keenan and yeah, Cal and yeah. absolutely <laughs> adored it. And it wasn't until that other night when I was watching uh, watching Leatherface and I thought, shit, of course it's Keenan's dad. How did yeah. I not realize that? Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant I, stuff. I can't wait for you to get to the next generation. I'm still. It should have. I'm waiting for it to arrive. I've. I ordered a copy off uh, eBay, and I'm. It sh, I don't know what's happened to it. I'm, it should have been here by now. I almost I'm want us to do a spontaneous. I almost want us to do a spontaneous episode on it. I just want to talk about it. <laughs> um, no, we are going to get there. We're going to get there at some point. So, any pickups yourself then? I have one which I did tweet about the other day. Did that I see distinctly this? horror related. Did I see this? Did he... Oh, I did see this. Beautiful. Yes. Yours cruelly, Elvira. Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark, Sandra Peterson, uh, Peterson's autobiography. That's fantastic. Um, I saw I, uh, I saw an Instagram post the other day, um, and I don't even know what account it was now. I don't think it was... Cassandra or Rain Wilson was in it as well, or it was just another random horror account that I follow. But they were like, but it was it was a little clip of Cassandra and Rain Wilson yeah. um, from Dwight from the Office. In case you don't yeah. know who that is, um, that they've both got books out at the same time, and they were at some event, and they were basically just like filming this little thing, plugging each other's books. And I was like, holy shit, Elvira's got a book, right? I'm ordering that, so I did. And it's arrived, and it looks it looks wonderful and very interesting. All I've done so far is just sort of flip through the the photographs in the center. You know, um, we've used any good ones. We've used the description for a film once before that it, that was a good fun romp. I feel like a, that book would be a good fun romp. I feel like it will. I think it does actually. Oh, so the uh, the little write ups that you get on yeah. the back, the little sort of um, oh the the blurbs, right? The blurbs, yeah, the the pithy little. Um, quotations are for, this is just a list of the people who gave quotations for it mm. we have rupaul oh cat von d oh paul rubens yep jack white 
Peaches Christ, I'm not entirely sure who that is, but with a name like that, I'm thinking possibly musician, punk rocker or porn star. Yeah. Um, Dita Von Tees, Rob Zombie, and uh, Pamela DeBar. This is also a name I'm not entirely familiar with. There's mostly but, a theme there with those people. But, yeah, a good bunch of people. Um, so, yeah. I mean, just for example, RuPaul said, friggin' hilarious, juicy stories, and outrageous revelations. Um, okay. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a fun romp. I do feel like it's going to be a good read, that one. Um, so that's it. That's the only real horror-related pickup I've got recently. I think I showed off all the latest movie pickups last time. Believe you did. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it for me. Short one this week. I have one more thing to talk about before we get into the film. I know, folks, I know, but this is important. Is it? And it's horror-related. Is it the Exorcist poster? It might be. The, it, it. Yeah. It's not just the poster, it's... It's how bad it is. <laughs> it's it's that, I, and... And I also wanted to talk about, like, I didn't realise, like, we, we've got, like... We, we had the first half of this year where there was, like, we had a, a good influx of horror films. Whether or not they were good or bad, it was a good influx in general. There was a lot of horror films, and it feels like the second half of that is coming with the autumn. Yeah, noticed. And after after we talked earlier um, about the, the David Gordon Green's new Exorcist film, um, I went down a sort of little mini rabbit hole, just looking. Okay, what else is coming out? Because I believe there's quite a few things coming out in um, the autumn, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty packed, but. As I look here, um, Saw 10, which yep. I believe the trailer comes out soon. And have you seen the premise for it? Um, something about going to... It's, it lies between the original Saw and Saw 3, is that right? And it's something about yeah. Jigsaw going to Mexico for cancer treatment. <laughs> yeah, like, I never saw Jigsaw, the film titled jigsaw no. or spiral um but i'm fairly certain the franchise didn't it didn't do so well at that point i mean it was dwindling towards the end could say it spiraled <laughs> rim shot there we go sorry couldn't can, resist oh we can we can cap the pod now we'd end it now <laughs> we've peaked good night um, folks yeah we're out of here um i'm just uh, I, I like Saw 1, 2, and maybe 3, like, especially Saw 1, very compelling story. Mm-hmm. And then they, they went down the torture porn route, you know, they went, what yeah. obscure, crazy traps can we do? Then we'll fit the story in with a twist. There was always a twist. And I feel like it would be hard to do Saw 10 as a follow-up to Saw 9 with a compelling story after all that people were just people were kind of wanting the traps you know they want to see they know sort yeah. of the, the traps and the gore porn but if you're going to set this between it's either between saw one and two or saw two and three i think at, i saw something that said it was between the first two but I, you might be right don't quote me on that I, I, I can't even remember where i saw it now it was just in passing somewhere but if you're titling it saw 10 uh, uh, no, I, it, no, don't do that. Because Saw Ten implies it's actually titled Saw X. X meaning ten. Yeah. Saw Ten mm. implies it's after the last one. Yeah. Call it Saw, and then a subtitle. 
not a number. <laughs> yeah, it's like you say, it's gone. It's gone far enough. That franchise is far enough. Definitely far enough along. Oh, arguably gotcha. beyond its logical stopping point, where it is just about the traps and people know what's coming and you know. Yeah. And and definitely now they they are. We probably can't get away with that again. We need to try and do something mm, to freshen it up. Mm, so the logical re way to go is prequel, isn't it? Um, prequel. They've to done something. A few films, yeah. But they've done something slightly different in that it's yeah, it's a it's a one point five. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, it's like DLC, isn't it? It's like oh, we're getting we're getting um, something between the first two movies. Like, yeah, I mean. We already know what's I, happened before and after, but we're just... It's like a Rogue One. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah, Rogue it's One. Yeah, sort of the Sony-verse. It's, a, yeah. it's a, a related story in the... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what... I think... I, I can't decide what's worse. A prequel would be like, oh, fuck's sake, really? We're doing... This is what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, But what they've gone for like i say is like a little bit of story that they've should have told years ago and they were like oh shit yeah we didn't do that right okay part 10 is going to be actually part 1.5 and we've shoe owned it it can't be good it can't no. it just it can't be good if that's what they they've done and they've gone oh shit yeah we we could have told this we should have told this story earlier here it is yeah i mean i'm i'm not a the first couple were all right, but I lost interest in the Saw mm. franchise quite quickly. So I'm not hyped for this in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, it's that thing of it, it's so. star. I think we've talked about it before. Star Wars is probably the biggest example where they feel like they have to explain every single Everything. thing in the yeah. universe. Yeah. How did Jigsaw um, get that pig mask? Yeah. Where does he buy his bath towels? Where, yeah. <laughs> it's, mm. Yeah, um, it's it's getting that way. We've also got uh, the Nun too, but I I don't. Again, I've said this before. I was never interested in the Conjuring franchise or the Nun. It's just nope. a big big demon that has a big mouth. That goes, yeah, no, um, not keen, not bothered. Saw the trailer for it, me. We have Thanksgiving, Eli Roth's Thanksgiving in November. I mean, that'll be a gore fest. It it needs to be dumb as fuck. It needs to be so stupid. <laughs> It, and but what's good about it is because it already has pretext in the fact it was it was a fake trailer for Grindhouse, like Machete was. Machete was oh, dumb, right, okay, dumb yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. you know. Like it 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 wasn't real. It was really dumb. The trailer was so dumb. That's fine to, then. He needs to carry on with that. He doesn't. You don't. I don't want characters trying to or actors trying to act straight. I want it to be so dumb, cheesy, yeah. um, and Eli Roth. Uh, we've also got the Strangers remake, which I'm not happy about, because um, the Strangers is a great film. Yeah. And then finally, yeah, The Exorcist. That poster, man. That it's, poster. It's just stupid. It's terrible. Um, <sighs> so what? What is it? Just what's, tell me what's going on in it, like. Well, I assume we're looking at instead of one young girl possessed, we're looking at maybe twins or two young girls or. I couldn't. I mean, 
I th- is it trying to be clever? Is it? It's trying to be too. It's trying to be arty. It's trying to be clever. I thought it was the same girl, but she's. It, it's like the comedy tragedy. She's smiling in one. She's angry in another. Um, and why is it rotate? Like we're having to. Why is it? Rotating? But that we're looking. We're, this is you know for for we're, we're looking at if you've seen it or not seen it that everything's all skew if so you've got to look at it. And it, and but is fact- that. Is that supposed to be some sort of clever thing that, like, oh, we're we're, we're manipulating you? You've got to look at it like this. Because I don't know because you look at it stupid. You, you look at it dead on. I, I my I, my eyes can't my my brain can't see. No, when I when I like an illusion or anything. When I first saw it, and I think it was this. I think it was today. I think it was this morning when I first saw it on Twitter. Yeah. It was obviously a small image. It was a thumbnail, so I really couldn't make anything out. So I clicked on it to enlarge it, and yeah, it was then I was I was looking at my phone, so I was trying to rotate it, and yeah, it's just annoying. I hate it. I hate everything about it, and she doesn't look as good. It, no, it's, you know, Reagan McNeil in The Exorcist is what is a Mount Rushmore horror villain. Yeah, like yeah. You know, not Pazuzu, Reagan. (laughs) Yeah, instantly recognizable. Um, (laughs) you just see the link I sent you. It's much, much better, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, we just, just, I put it, I'll put it in the uh YouTube video right now. Um, if the audio listeners, it's just a an image of the original Exorcist, uh. That was the poster, wasn't it? Of the uh, it was the poster, but the the yeah the the priest looking up at the, the light priest, in the window, yeah. but it's rotated ninety degrees. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I don't get it. I don't get it. But I um I think we will be getting a trailer. Oh, this um, trailers the trailers in cinemas at the minute. It's it's, it's running in, yeah. before Oppenheimer certainly. Um, I imagine other films as well. I'm going to see Barbie on Sunday. I don't think it'll be running before the Barbie movie somehow. But if it is, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I as much as I'm not excited for the film because it's uh, it's a pointless remake. It's one of the most it's one of the most pointless remakes in horror. Um especially by done by David Gordon Green after look at look what happened to the Halloween trilogy, many ups and downs. I'm not excited about the film. I'm excited about the trailer because I want to, I need to know. Mm. I need to know. Yeah, I definitely want to see the trailer. Like, we'll do, we'll do, it. we'll do a trailer reaction video. I think we've, we haven't we done one in do. a while. Um, and we yeah. will, we'll probably have the sword. We've we got a few coming up probably. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that is a thing. Go check it out, folks. It's called the exorcist believer because they have to have a subtitle now. Remember, um, Oof. studios don't like numbers. No. Um, yeah, that was my last my last point about about the autumn of horror that we've got coming up. Um, yeah, that's a fair point. I thought it was just going to be the uh, just going to yeah. be the Exorcist one, but I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up because I did want to talk about how terrible yeah. it is. <laughs> it's horrendous. It's horrendous. Um, right. Let's talk about something that's not so horrendous.
Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I it's can't the film. You'd love the to film talk. With, with the sentient trucks. What? Yes. But you mustn't truck. <laughs> Their machines yeah. sound good in your ear. <laughs> but when you hear them, you mustn't fear. <laughs> well, you must fear them, though, Tom. You must fear them. Because that's the whole premise of um, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. 1986. 1986, yes. When I messaged um, you earlier and I said, word for word, what did I say? I said... Uh, 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 which message? It? About the... F- Film. There it is. I said a fun as hell movie! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Okay. I I had only watched half of the film at that point. All right. Okay. <laughs> I finished the heart. I finished it before we started this. Um. First impressions. First half's better than the second half. Yeah. Way better. But as a film, uh, yeah, it's fun. It is fun. It is fun. It is fun. My my first impression. Well, it it wasn't because was this your first time seeing it? Yeah, yeah, it was your first time seeing it. I don't think it'll be as entertaining the second time round. No. So no. it was the second time I watched it, and I was I struggled. I was struggling with it. That's fair. Um, it's it is great for a first watch. We're kind of doing this asked about it but yeah if you've not seen it before go and see maximum overdrive it's it's really good fun it's ridiculous the premise is stupid everything about it's stupid but it's great fun you don't have to think about it just put it on and let it let it do its thing but you'll you'll never need to watch it again it's it doesn't have anything to bring you back for a second time i don't think no Um, it, it really doesn't but that that first time, every it's one of those everybody should see it once. I think everybody should see it once because it, it just the premise is a comet passing by Earth. Yeah, that we're told at the beginning. There's a little uh, text um, paragraph on the screen that we we're told that the Earth's Earth's going to be in the path the tail of this comet for is it eight days or six days yeah. or something like that. I, it has a code um, as well, like like they normally get planets yeah. and. Um, yeah, like HX2-14 yeah. or whatever it is. Um, so we're told that we're going to be in the in the, the path of this comet for like eight days. And during that time, all machinery on Earth comes alive. And we'll get back. We'll get back to that does... point. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and yeah, and then it, we, it, we we see how a group of people sort of survive that that encounter. That and that's the premise of the movie, and that's it. Pretty yeah. much, there's nothing more to it than that. That that is the premise, which I I think it's great that we got it out of the way now because I don't feel like there's not enough meat. There's not there's not as much meat in this film. There's very little meat in this film. Um, very little meat in this film. To it's really ground up gym mats. Yeah, there's very little meat in this film to really go point by point. Yeah, but I have a lot of points on the film. 
Um, firstly, when, um, when we do the schedule for the Dreadcast, um, I'll try and get the artwork done in advance, like the thumbnails, the, all that stuff, just so I'm ahead. So when I got the thumbnails done for this film, I hadn't seen it at that point. And obviously, the the, the marketing material is that Green Goblin truck. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's clearly going to be the... That's your antagonist in, in some sense of the, the word, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if it is a machine to life, that's your evil. That's your that's your villain. So I, I tried to make that center point. I said that's the focal point of the thumbnail and the artwork and of this episode. And I really thought this film... Kind of went into it a bit blind, but I thought this film was about uh, Emilio Estevez, our, our, our hero, in mm-hmm. some sense of the word, um, basically being chased down by this possessed truck. Because that is the thing you always see, that truck. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly, I was happy to be wrong from I mean, the beginning of the film. I was happy to be wrong, that it was a different, it was different to what I thought. But at the same time, it just didn't deliver at the end. No, it, it doesn't. And I mean, it doesn't for a lot of reasons. It's it, it's it's a thin premise mm. that runs out of steam quite quickly. Yeah. Well, it but it it's it paint they paint themselves into a corner. I think because. A bulk, the bulk of the movie is um, a, a, hot, a siege situation with mm. a bunch of people in a gas station, like diner, mm. um, being held at bay by a bunch of marauding trucks. And we get snippets of other machines going haywire. There's yeah. a, a bread knife attacks somebody and a vending machine takes somebody out. And there's a, the, uh, I mean, the opening scene is Stephen King being called an asshole by an ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it very quickly gets onto the trucks and stays with the trucks and then, and that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it, it. If there'd have been a little bit more of other machines and other situations, then, yeah, they, if they could, they, could have, they would have done more with that premise of machines going haywire, then there might have been a little bit more in it. But because they 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 pick this one thing trucks and they ran with it now it is an, it should, probably should say that it is an adaptation of a stephen king story as well um called trucks funnily enough is it now i didn't know that it is i've right. not read it myself i believe it appears in the night shift i think it was originally published in a magazine um maybe serialized in a magazine but it appears in the night shift uh compilation okay i've not read it myself i couldn't tell you how it compares to the movie yeah um but it is it is a screen adaptation of that directed by the author as well so you've got to assume that mm. it's pretty close to the source material um, right feel free to correct me if i'm wrong because as i said i've not read it but based on those factors i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it probably is quite close um Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I could imagine. I've not read much King. I've read a couple of his books. I can imagine the it being quite as ridiculous as the premise is. Yeah, and you know, I don't think it's meant to be that serious. No, but it I can come imagine. That way. 
I can imagine the book being a, a lot more, having a bit more tension, and it essentially being, you know, assault on precinct precinct thirteen with yeah. possessed machinery. But the film but, is not that. The, the film is something. No, it's not. It's not. It, 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 in its wildest dreams, it's not that. Um, the, the machines, right? Let, let's talk about. Like, I mean, forget, forget the, the, the humans, right? That, that will come back, put them aside for now. The the premise, the, the like, there's issues with it. But I feel like you, I, I, my brain and anyone else, you could really overthink this. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a fun film, right? You don't need to overthink it, but I can't help but overthink it. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, I think this would be, it. like you said, it does run out of steam. This would be a great creep show. That, that's kind of what it feels like is yeah. a, a, a stretched creep show episode uh, or yeah. you know, vignette like that's been stretched out yeah that's that is what it feels like and obviously i mean stephen king, stephen king had a hand in that as well um yeah that's is very much the the tone of it i mean i think we should probably get out of the way fairly early on as well like the one fact that everybody knows about this film that stephen king went on record as saying like he was doing a lot of cocaine. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, at the time that this was made, and no he shit, has n- next to no memory of making it. Yeah, and no shit. When asked why he's never directed a film since, his response is generally to say, "Have you seen Maximum Overdrive?" So you know, Explains nobody everything. nobody was expecting great things going into it, and no. um, you know it's. It's on record. It's out there that it's um, the the the, yeah, the product of a cork-addled mind. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it does. It it feels it feels like a sh- would have been better as a short movie or even a sketch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, the some of it is very very slapstick. The the guy taken out by the vending machine shooting cans at him. Very goofy. Very goofy. Very goofy. Ooh. Yeah. Making strange groaning sounds and he gets hit in the crotch and he crumples. It's, yeah, it's it's very silly. The, the machines, right? So mm-hmm. technology, it, they're very selective in a way of the machine. Like, yeah, we get uh, the, the the bridge. I'm self-aware. Mm-hmm. Go, the, the bridge, uh, what, what would you call it? Well, what kind of type of bridge is that? Uh, the, I don't it's not, know. Not a suspension a, bridge. It's a a, a bridge that a, can, a bridge that raises. Uh, a, there's got to be a name. There is a name for it. And it's a bridge think. where the road splits and goes up and down. How are a, we so bad lift, at this? A lifting bridge. <laughs> one of those. It's so one, one of those. those. One of those folks with your hands go flappy back what? and forth. It's a flappy bridge. A, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Um, so the, the the mechanism of that becomes self-aware because of machines becoming alive. And all the cars on it, I couldn't tell if they were, uh, the, the cars on it were self-aware and sort of throwing themselves onto other cars or tumbling down because people just seem to stay in their car and not try and escape. Mm-hmm. So you got that, you got the vending machine, which you mentioned, like ice cream truck, lawnmower. Um, but then if you really think into it, machines that, or computers or machines that control I don't know, uh, deciding whether a nuclear bomb goes off or not. Well, yeah. Or a nuclear yeah, yeah, yeah. power station. They could just decide off. 
It could have been fire because yeah, it, they it could have been later, a lot shorter. <laughs> but it's just focused on trucks. Like, what about hundreds of thousands of people in the sky? Are planes not mm -hmm. just dive bombing? Mm -hmm. there, there's like I mean, there is there is a bit with the plane, isn't there? I think towards the end. Uh, there's one. There's two bits. There's one where it's taken off on its own, and then I think it's the same plane which you see. It's like uh, it's like mm. it's dive bomb uh, vertically straight into like a school bus. Yeah, but that's it. But like. How many planes are in the sky at once? All these little yeah. things. I know I say I'm overthinking it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It needed a bit more substance to that. If you're gonna, if you're gonna commit to, okay, anything. I hate to go back to it. The Simpsons did it. Did it better actually later on, where it was a Treehouse of Horror episode where everything with yeah. a microchip after Y2K became self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the new razor that he bought March. It's like just, <laughs> the Remington uh, lady yeah. shift, which <laughs> but, zips off into the distance. But that's what I mean. It's it's an obscure little machine, but it's a machine. It's a computer. It's got a chip in it. It's yeah, got, it's I think, like I say, I think I think the setting was wrong for, for yeah. the premise. Uh, I mean, you know, ignoring the fact that it's based on based on the the the, the story that King wrote, we're, we're just going to deal with the story as yes, is. Yeah, 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 the film. Yeah, a, a bunch of trucks driving around. I mean, the, the, at any time, most of those semi trucks could have just plowed through that building and taken them out. Like, yeah, they don't. Deci they know. decide not to decide to toy like, uh, like, toy with their their prey. You know. Yeah, and have them um, working for them like they're en enslaved. Yeah. They're, they're actually interested in enslaving people. Yeah, it's very strange. And then there's the bur the the burger restaurant drive through voice box that basically shouts a warning that there's humans, humans. there yeah <laughs> and like I, the it's this radioactivity from the comet right the comet's trail mm -hmm. that has somehow sprinkled to earth and made these machines come alive so but why is it always instantly they're evil they just want to kill they're evil <laughs> Is it well, because it's—I don't know. I guess it's they've. So it, it suggests that there has been, there is a dormant subconscious yeah. in yeah, there, yeah. That, that where they feel like they've been persecuted and enslaved, and the second that they've managed to wake up, then they, exactly. they're getting their revenge. Yeah, I don't know, and it's very selective how they're doing it as well, because there's a lot more machines in that building, like the coffee machine, presumably, and things that that nothing else happens with any of them. It, it I plays mean, the petrol pump loose with. With yeah, the petrol, the petrol pump, and then later on, they need the humans to like fill them up with petrol. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it... it's very selective. Yeah, um... it... yeah, I, I haven't even watched again. Like I said, I could, I could go so deep into what about this machine what about this machine yeah, yeah it would be over yeah. i just i, I think gotta... like we said it could have it, it could have been a, a different setting uh, that it, chopping mall essentially yeah if it had been another chopping Love mall Love with it. you know all the household as well not just murderous security robots but all the household appliances for sale yeah. and everything else you could have got a, a bunch of like wacky and fun deaths out of that the escalators chewing people off up and um, you know, vacuum cleaners chasing people around or whatever. But yeah, the fact that it's just that most of the movie is a bunch of people sat around while a bunch of trucks circle them. And, and nobody's nobody's that bothered. Like, none of the human characters Man. have any real sort of urgency about them or, like, 
I have, they, I have a lot to talk. Care. Yeah, I have a lot to talk about about a lot of this, a lot of the the casting, character, the character, the choices of characters um, in our group, the the loves the, the the love story that we've got that just suddenly uh, goes from naught to hundred. Yeah, a lot. Of, uh, a lot of this doesn't just work. It just a lot of it doesn't work in this no. film. It really doesn't. It the setup, I actually really like. I like the setup of the film. It's when it starts to try and pay it all off. It it, it kind of lost me a bit, and I was kind of, I was not getting bored. I was losing attention. Yeah, I was losing my attention span because I felt like, all right, can we, we do something new? That's it. There's a lot yeah. of the same thing happens for yeah. I I felt exactly the same thing. I was I was trailing off because. It it was just it was just the same thing on a loop for a bit running for somebody running from a truck somebody running from a lawnmower yeah we'll we'll switch to somebody else and all this yeah and then oh something's just blown up and I found myself rewinding it at a couple of points because something had happened and I just found that I was not paying any attention to it whatsoever and I was like hang on a minute what what was that so the right early on even the salesman getting run over. I had to re-watch that scene like three or four times because I kept just glazing over. And I was like, hang on, why is the salesman dead now? When did he get killed? It's, it's For the first the first proper death of the movie, or we later find out he's not dead, but for what we perceive to be the first kill of the movie, you're looking at me like you're trying to think what it is now, aren't you? Is he the the guy in the car with the... the yeah, the, the he's main... got the... The lady that, yeah. Oh, people died before him. Did they? We we see a, a kid get crushed before him in the in the baseball pitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, fair one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose that is is the first one to die out of that group of survivors, yes. if you will, though. You know, where yes. it's like when the in that it's the point of the movie where they realize that something's going on. Yeah. Um and yeah, they just they just they don't they react to it in a really strange way. They they pick him up and they bring him inside and it's like, oh he's dripping on the floor, like shift him out of there and then she gets changed because she's got dead salesman smell on her. <laughs> it's just, just nobody reacts to it in a normal way. It's all very weird. <laughs> and then they just go back to kind of sitting around going, huh? Bunch of trucks out there. There's a lot of just sitting around thinking about what's going on mm. but there's it is like, thinking about it there's no not doing. discussion about it and there's no urgent as like i say as ridiculous as the premise is mm. there's no sense of urgency or like no, that's key no sense of urgency or any real sort of man this is a weird situation we found ourselves in they're just like it's like, I mean, replace the trucks for like a heavy rainstorm. It's like the same thing. They just kind of sat going, oh, well, we'll wait for this rain to stop before we can, yeah. before we can go home. <laughs> we wait for these trucks to stop. Yeah, it's, there's no, there's no like, no sense of urgency. No sense of like, and it's called peril. 
maximum overdrive like there's there's, there is no maximum overdrive in the film not really not minimal minimal overdrive minimal some overdrive some (laughs) the soundtrack the soundtrack does its does a job of yeah the trying to amp up the action the soundtrack now the thing the thing with the soundtrack is what where did I where did I write this note? Uh, okay, one of the, the the thing with the soundtrack is what I got big vibes of this film, um, big vibes of Return of the Living Dead with this film. Mm-hmm. Mid eighties, mm-hmm. um, we got a rock, fun, ro- cheesy rock tune. It's a bit goofy in places, but the premise is trying to be really serious, and you kind of get that with Return of the Living Dead. You know, send more paramedics. Yeah. Like it felt like that's where I felt like. When I messaged you, it was like, okay, this is fun, this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't need to sit and be, take it really seriously. You, don't, you can't take this film seriously. And all. you can't, and you no. shouldn't. And it is it is silly. That's exactly what it is. You know, we've, we've returned to Living Dead. Like, do you want a party? It's party time. <laughs> it's not. It's a zombie apocalypse. And it's, we've got ACDC just rocking out over the soundtrack of yeah. trucks, trucks and all machines in the world killing people. But then also rocking out over the quiet scenes where people are sat around talking as well. There's, yeah. There's a really... Um, it, it's where... Is it Billy? Uh, Emilio Estevez's character? Yeah, he, yeah. He's a Bill. Um, he's talking about how aliens aliens are responsible and they're, they're looking for a new place to live and they've sent in their intergalactic cleaner to get rid of the humans. And it's... Yeah. It's ridiculous, again, and it's kind of silly. But while he's having this, what would be in a you know a more serious film, this like sort of heartfelt kind of damn we're doomed monologue, you've got this like really sick bluesy guitar riff yeah. over the top of it all, <laughs> and it's just so out of place. <laughs> and the music's going. It's like, like, damn. <laughs> that kid gets absolutely... I think it's a steamroller. I think he gets killed. Yeah, it's a steamroller. I remember this, now. This, yeah, yeah. You know, you kill a kid in the film. That's balls, okay? It doesn't normally happen. Kid gets killed by a steamroller. <laughs> Not like a... No. Actually, though, there is there is a little bit of sort of more of an attempt at horror musicals things. There's a really psycho-esque kind of ring. No, like, about? Re- it occurs a lot, and it's generally when somebody's getting terrorized by a machine. It, so it's, I think it, appear, it definitely appears more in that sort of first act where they're mm-hmm. establishing that everything's going haywire. So when the lady gets, uh, the, the waitress gets attacked by the electric knife, um, there's another scene where somebody's getting chased by some vehicle or other. I can't yeah. quite remember what it is. Um, the other bit with the is the cigarette machines all going haywire and stuff. So it's basically it's when we we get those sort of early establishing shots, and it's it's essentially like the violin stings from Psycho. Yep. But it's more machine sounding, like a engine revving almost kind of yeah um but there's also like every other sci-fi 
bleepy bloopy yeah machined science things are happening it's like free lab sound, library sound effect like in there as well or the public domain <laughs> sound effects yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, go on sorry no i was just gonna say you expect it to be like like almost like a like an old doctor who episode or something like that or you know like a, a tv mm. movie where yeah budget's maybe a little bit low and they've just gone for public domain free sound effects everywhere oh. that they can but put but put them all in like they're all in there let's use it hey, we've got 10 let's get 10 they're all in they're all going in there and merge them into one just whatever <laughs> whatever comes out the more sound the more science that's that's what, we what need, we're doing what we need to do is is create an immense sense sound sense of dread <laughs> <laughs> yes it's very much like that it's very um, much like that i mentioned like I got kind of returned a little bit of return to living dead vibes, and there was a kind of couple of others that I got, but obviously this film is before these two films. So, have you ever seen Feast? Feast. Feast. F E A S. F. Yeah. Rings a bell. Now, also uh, just before I describe it as well, it also reminds me of Tremors. So, this I don't know how you would describe. It. I think you. You know, knocked it on the head with siege, right? We've got I mean, our, maximum, our, it's tremors with trucks. Yeah, we've got our group of survivors yeah. holed up somewhere, and they're basically in so some uh, being surrounded by whatever the evil monster, whatever it is. And feast to me does it. It's not the best film, but it's great, great fun. It's more fun than this film. It is a group of call them survivors hold up in a dingy bar in the middle of nowhere in america with a monster outside trying to get it i haven't seen it but it looks and great you will love it and you don't see the monster <laughs> until maybe halfway through it is gory it is fun it is stupid but the the thing i i will really compare feast with i mean again this came before feast feast with maximum overdrive is that with feast you're giving so much more character development than this film. Mm. I feel like that's a massive problem with this film, the character development. There are so many characters in this film I don't know the names of, I didn't care about. They mm. just they're just there. Um Feast, I think you're looking at maybe mm, ten maximum characters, but they're all they all have individual characteristics. Yeah. You know, the bar the old bar owner, dark like this, he's got the he's got the gun behind the bar, you've got the sleazy a uh, business guy that's just come in from town who's cheating on his wife. Uh, you've got um, the the hero, you know, the big jock guy. They, this film doesn't have that. It doesn't, but I think there's a very good reason for that. And I think that reason is there's a lot of filler because mm. they needed a bit of a body count for when the gun truck turns up. Yeah, that that gets rid of the the, the filler, doesn't it? That really I think does. there's there's about half a dozen people die in that scene, and that's the only reason for their existence in the movie and to be in that place is because they've got a bunch of quite obvious blood packs strapped to them, and they're all going to get gunned down in one yeah. fell swoop. There's this. I mean, two... one, I think I'm sure one guy's wearing like a bright orange, bright green T-shirt, and I'm sure he's only wearing that. To, to make that blood like spatter, you know, seem brighter. <laughs> he might be the one that gets robocopped. That was my reference. That was my oh, okay. that was my segue. He, he like gets robocopped where it's just relentless blood packs going on. Yes, 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 yes. Um 
but we there's only out of all that group that get gunned down there's only two characters that are notable there's the the um the waitress who uh, originally got cut by the electric knife and mm -hmm. the manager um yeah dirtbag manager but the rest i i couldn't couldn't give you a name i couldn't tell you anything about them truck no. drivers they're just truck drivers that stopped truck drivers um there's lisa simpson um, uh, well, oh we need to talk about her we need to talk about <laughs> yardley smith or yearly yardley smith yeah uh, um, but yeah, and uh, Emilio Estevez and Lisa Simpson walk into a diner, and um, a bunch yep. of bunch of stuff happens. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. There's no, there's no plot, like no real effort to to make any of these characters stand out. I, I mean, he... even even the main characters, even Emilio, you know, Emilio Estevez's characters, just really a guy. Stand there's, out. Yeah. there's nothing about him. He's He's, he's got jeans and a white t-shirt on and he's he's just a guy he's like there's nothing yeah. about him whatsoever he's got no no past that's relevant to any weird stuff going on you know what i mean there's no hook no he's, personality he's just, just a dude that's there just a dude everybody's just just some dude that's there i think of other let's call them there probably is a title we're just rubbish at this we're thinking of things let's call them <laughs> siege films siege horror films yeah. I feel like I feel like the the thing is probably could probably fall under this. You know, they're held up in the Antarctic base. Mm -hmm. They're not so much surrounded, I guess, because they're your tremors. They're they're kind of surrounded by the 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 monsters. Well, there's no the way out, is there? There's no. no way out, and there's a threat. There's no way out because they're in the middle of the Arctic. Mm. So I guess I guess it falls under the. Usually, it, it's in a siege film. It's they can't get out because of the threat. But yeah. I suppose in in that mm. instance. They can't get out because there's nowhere to go, and there's yeah. a threat. I'd, 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 I'd say it works as a, as well, that's, a siege film. That's why, that's why Feast instantly. I mean, Feast is mid two thousands, but that instantly mm -hmm. popped into my head because it's yeah, they're stuck in a bar. There is something that will absolutely rip them to shreds outside the bar. What do we do? It, it's a lot more captivating than this was. Mm. Um, yeah, so. Lisa Simpson shows up, uh, and it's so weird. You get these <laughs> actors that don't do, um, shall we say, anything above a 12 rating or a PG rating. Weird hearing Lisa Simpson say shit. Little things like yeah. that. Because like, <laughs> Lisa I mean, Simpson's such a calm character. It's kind of weird seeing a full stop, really. Because I, yeah. I know she's done a, a few... She's done a few roles. She's been in a few things, but... She's she's a voice actor primarily, I think oh, it's yeah. fair to say. So it's strange seeing a full stop anyway, and I always find it a bit weird when you see like a predominant voice artist in the flesh and you hear that yeah. that voice coming out. Because I, I think it's quite close to her her natural voice, isn't it? I don't think she's oh, yeah. necessarily put she's not putting on Lisa's voice no. quite so much as, you know, maybe other characters are played. Um it is quite close to a natural voice so yeah it's just like seeing lisa simpson running around newlywed lisa simpson um i mean they being... probably have a fair bit of character development i guess that's their their story the newlyweds that i mean end, at least, up, at, end up at the station the gas there station. is something interesting there they've they've got a hook they've got something that's yeah. memorable they have uh, you know something about their interaction because she's 
a bit of a nag, to be quite honest. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like, the you're thing not going with, down, you're not doing this. <laughs> the thing with them is that I, they felt like a trope couple in the sense mm. of, okay, our main story is happening over here, right? This this side uh, with our main group and what's the evil that's happening. We cut to this side story of this couple in the car. There's a truck following them. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen because the trucks haven't done anything here yet, but the truck is going to do something here. They don't know what's going on. The truck kills them and then we're done with. So, okay, so we know what the truck's going to do, do. We know what the evil's going to do. We go back to our main group. So we don't we don't sacrifice any of our main group yet. We sacrifice these people just off screen, you know. Yeah. I thought they were going to be sacrificial lambs, but no, they become yeah. part of your they become part of the heroes, part of the heroes. Yeah. Um I mean same with that little kid as well. He's stalked across town by a bunch yeah. of stuff before he, he eventually winds up there. Um I mean he's got I think he's going to meet with his dad, isn't he? His dad works there and I think his dad is the a uh, petrol station attendee who yeah. gets the petrol mm-hmm. blast in his face, <laughs> thinks he's survived, and then suddenly gets mown down by uh, one of the <laughs> yeah. lorries. And uh, he has a pretty rough time. Yeah, um, I did like. I do like the shot though. Again, it feels like they're setting more up when he is on his push bike going through the neighborhood, seeing all the deaths, like the lawnmower that's killed someone, mm. and then you don't really get more of that. No, no. It's yeah. It's everything's a bit too spaced out, and they they had they, they knew what they were going to do, and it was like mm-hmm. let's go, let's all get to the truck stop as quick as we can. Um, but yeah, they could have had. I mean, they could have had everybody rendezvous there eventually, but of I think too many people started there as well. Yeah, so yeah. if we'd have had a few more people, sort of escaping from their because we could have had a variety of settings there we could have had the you know the newlywed couple they're driving down the road and they get run off the road by a truck you've got the kid that you know dodging various things in people's gardens lawnmowers etc you could have had somebody else working in maybe a department store where there's a bunch of other appliances You, you could have had a various people in different situations dealing with machines and then all coming together at the truck stop but we yeah. pretty much had a big group at the truck stop with a couple of more that filter in and then they're all there and that's it. It almost happened too quickly. You could mm. have had all these side stories like you yeah, and culminating eventually to the gas station. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Like, yeah, yeah, now, now I'm really thinking about it. Like you said, that's that's a really good point. Him him trying to... The kid, the kid story is struggling to get through the suburbs. The... Yeah. The, uh, the newlywed couple constantly being um stalked by this one truck which i think mm. the film was about they mm. they they lead this truck to the gas station um who else who else could i mean i the salesman and you had the salesman but you also had the young woman who suddenly we'll get to her in a minute what was her relation to the salesman did she work i think him? she was a hitchhiker that he picked she was up, a hitchhiker I so yeah. i mean let's say what could their their story they could have I don't know, stopped at a motel one night or they've mm-hmm. woken up for motel uh i mean he's a salesman he could have I mean, he's a bible salesman wasn't it yeah but he could have been selling you know electric whisks he could have been yeah. selling yeah, something yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gone gone rogue electric bibles <laughs> coin operated bibles 
Um, yeah, it, it could have been something like that. You know, you could have had a bunch of a bunch of toasters in the back of the car that went mad or something. I don't know. Said hitchhiker, um, man, this love story is awful. <laughs> like she instantly, they instantly fall in love. Instantly. Um, I know times are tough. It's a perilous situation. It's the end of the world. But you've, you've still got to pick and choose a bit. You know? Well, she gave, <laughs> she gave the handsy salesman the knockback. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then she had to, yeah. So she jumped into the arms of the first, the, the next man that she saw, basically. That's it. Her name's Brett. And she instantly thinks Bill's cute. Instantly. Mm-hmm. It, like. It's it's happened so fast, but also I don't buy the love story at all. I don't. I didn't buy their chemistry at all because of the no. fact I think, like like we said, in, uh, Billy, in, uh, Bill, Bill, Emilio Estevez's character doesn't feel like a your eighties hero because I mean it's, it's he, he's, no, it doesn't not, feel like it. No, you're right. He's not enough of a. Uh, to, for the main, he's not enough of a main character to be the main character. He's no yeah i mean yeah you know it's it it is it does feel out of place i mean i'm just thinking i'm just looking at um i just had a look for posters um and for the movie yeah and came across this one um oh let's have a look when that post from what you were saying about expecting it to mainly be a chase movie with the the goblin headed truck um, so I just had a look for posters, and that image is pretty much it. Has that come up? Yep. Um, Which is what? essentially... Hang on. That's what I mean. I've saw loads yeah. of that. It looks like a chase movie. It looks like he gets so chased is, across a county. It is Emilio Estevez being chased by the goblin-headed truck. And the green goblin-headed truck isn't as big a part of it as you think it is either. Barely barely in it but that is kind of one of the defining images of this movie i think if you mention maximum overdrive to somebody and they've seen it they'll go the one with the truck with the goblin head on it yeah but it's barely in it it's barely in it which begs the question god yeah why go for something so visually striking if you're hardly gonna man you really google maximum overdrive poster everything Mm -hmm. 90% 90% of it is the Green Goblin. Um, yeah. There's one uh, that's like a normal 18-wheeler truck with a body coming out the grill. But the majority are... And Which it, I think is the official art for it. The one that I think that is the official art. The one with the... Where it's just the, semi-tr- the semi-truck. Yeah. Mm, with like Stephen the, King at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but, all... but yeah, I mean, I guess it is set up to be the main antagonist, and it's the sort of final boss at the end of the movie. But oh man, look at the Japanese one! Japanese posters <laughs> always rule. Look at this one; it's just done away with, and it's it, it's done away with. Yeah, that's great. And the artwork, the artwork is really cool. Like, there's a lot of um, like painted painted posters. Like, most of these are painted posters. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's... But it's done away with. It's just done away with too quickly. At the end, like... Because I was watching, there's a scene where... I can't remember again. can't remember which character it is. It's a character. 
<laughs> and he's like lighting a cigarette or something, thinking that everything's safe. And then the truck, we see the truck behind him, and the truck revs, and and they just shoot you with a rocket, and it blows up, and that's it. Oh so, yeah, at the end, now, lads. So yeah. I mean, yeah, we. Again, we didn't need to go through the whole plot because it's very straightforward. But after they escape the gas station, they because uh, Bill, Bill's been talking about this island where there's no technology apparently that they want to get to. Just I mean, what is that? Sounds great, mate. <laughs> um, if you've if if you've the, maybe you should hang on a bit and watch the end of Dawn of the Dead remake because when they get to that <laughs> island, it's not safe. Um, they get to there's the be an electric toothbrush on that island. There's loads of them just. <laughs> <laughs> coming out of the bushes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd, that would be a better film <laughs> I'd buy um, but when they get to the harbour and they get the boat uh, yeah the, the guy you're talking about he sees a, de a dead body in a car but he sees a ring on her finger and he goes to mm. get it and then that's suddenly it. the truck is there like how have they I not mean, noticed who, how, exactly that's exactly the point I was going to make Who who is that oblivious that a, a giant semi-truck semi with a goblin head on the for giant green goblin head on the front of it it's not just they're not very conspicuous yeah it's the most <laughs> conspicuous massive lorry that's possible sneaks upon him and then they just they just pull out yeah they just pull out that trusty rocket See, launcher and it's done that's the problem with arctic 18 wheelers they just they just pop out of nowhere they just come out of nowhere you can't um i just found this this is the vhs um cover art i mean that's not even the biggest bailout of that film though this look at film, that rather. i'm just waiting for this to load um this is awful this this this, this is the cover art for the video oh the look yeah, at that romance novel that's that it does look like a romance novel that's yeah. really bad. That's really, really, really bad. <laughs> it's horrific, isn't it? I yeah. mean, I guess, I guess, I think, like, like we've joked about it earlier, but the the title "Maximum Overdrive" is a huge oversell for the amount of yeah actual action that's that's in this movie. I expect more. Uh, and but that cover kind of sums it up nicely because there's slightly more of the frame given over to the the love interest to the romantic subplot yeah. than the actual truck action that that we promised um there is uh yeah it's it's just ridiculous there is a really good line in it though that just made me laugh so much for how cheesy and i think cheesy is a oh good my word god. oh my god wait 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 wait, wait 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 go on i no i'm not going to say it but i'm just getting my notes up because i think i wrote down exactly what you're about to say go for it all right all right is it do you want to rock and roll with me puss bag no it wasn't that no it wasn't that one but that's much okay. better that's much better so that that was the um that was the salesman when he's um because the the garbage truck dumps a load of stuff on his car doesn't it yes. and that's what lures yeah. him out so he's he shouts at what he i guess what he thinks is the driver of that truck yeah, do you want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? Nobody in the history of the world ever says things like they do in movies like this. Nobody's ever said that line as like a threat to anybody. What sort of response would you get get from that? Someone that if there was someone driving that truck, they go, "Yeah, I'll rock and roll with you." 
Let's fucking go, pussbag. Hey, that's, that's not how a human speaks. It's not how humans speak, is it? It's not how anybody genuinely... I mean, I can't imagine anybody uttering that phrase, even ironically. To, to, it's just... It's so 80s. So it's sort of that, that what we think of as quintessentially cheesy 80s line. Cheesy that, and trying to be edgy. But, like, something that, like... Well, one of the Breakfast Club, I'd say, for example, or Revenge of the Nerds, or, you know, it's got that Amelia kind Estevez. of... It is Emilio Estevez again. Yeah. But, yeah, you can imagine... Well, I think, what is it, something... He calls Judd... Emilio Estevez calls Judd Nelson a wasteoid <laughs> in Breakfast Club. <laughs> something else, scuzzball and a wasteoid. And you think, yeah, that's that's an 80s line that nobody's 80s, ever said. 80s slurs, <laughs> 80s slurs are rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what was your line then? So if it, I, if yeah, I thought one. because the I only, I only thought it was the same quote I had because uh, you were just talking about the title of the film. Um, because they do mention that in the film, and it's Brett when she's talking. Uh, it's before Bill goes, If I put my arm around your shoulder, would you like they you know, bat me off, sort of thing? And she's like, No, oh, right. you know, come here, big boy. But before that, she she's at the window pondering and she's like, uh, he says something, but then goes, that's what I was doing before every machine went into maximum overdrive. Oh, God. He I said it. He said it. He said the film. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard the term maximum overdrive being used to describe some sort of machine that, say, malfunctioned or gone wrong. Like, um, I don't know. I, I use, a, I use a, uh, a saw, a table saw at work. It malfunctions. Oh, my... Guys, the the saw's gone into maximum overdrive. <laughs> like I, the the car's overheating outside. I tell you, the car's I tell you going into maximum overdrive. I am gonna start using that phrase. You know when I told you about our new Hoover that we got? All right, let's go on about a new Hoover. Brag, brag, brag. Yeah, about yeah, our yeah. New... I'm just I'm throwing. You got it in a shark? Just, didn't you? you got a shark? Just uh, it is a shark. Yeah, oh. yeah. We we had the conversation about it. You oh, I know right. we did. I'm just jealous. Well, that's got you're gonna be even extra jealous now. But it's got um it's got a little trigger on it for like a power boost. If you've got a particularly stubborn bit of cat fluff you need to hoover up or whatever. Well from now on, that trigger it's is gonna maximum. be known as the maximum overdrive <laughs> trigger. Yes. <laughs> Stand back, love, I'm putting the hoover into maximum overdrive. Oh. <laughs> it's like nitrous yeah. oxide in it. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly oh. like <laughs> Hit the nose. Yeah, hit, hit the, the nose, nose on, on the Hoover. Put it into maximum <sighs> overdrive. <laughs> Get rid of that past rust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was that, that rice that I dropped on the floor. It's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Maximum Overdrive is an ACDC title, uh, album title, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if it actually is, but it it it's it that sort of should phrase. Be. Yeah, yeah. If it isn't, it should be. Um. um and yeah, it is it is a phrase that like you say nobody's ever said. Nope. Ever. Nope. In fact, I've just um I've just eat Googled metal uh, music albums called Maximum Overdrive. How many? <laughs> I mean, enough. There's one by 
by a band called Cat Rapes Dog. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Um, the were they Scandinavian? The the techno outfit from the nineties, Two Unlimited. They had an album called Maximum Overdrive. Vaguely uh, know that name. A band called Metal Detector. But detector is spelt with a K. Of course detector. it is. Detector. It's like edgy. Strong Bad. So much. Like strong Bad came up with it. Strong Bad. Um, oh, it's not an album. Sorry, it's a song by Belgian Dutch Eurodance Band 2 Unlimited. European. Yeah. So, yeah, th- there's a few. The Streetwalking Cheaters. Anyway, yes. So I, th- I think it probably it's definitely is. a metal. Yeah, it's so it's yeah. metal. It's very well that metal. sort of cock rock eighties. Yeah, bands like Steel Panther or ACDC. Yeah, or any one of those sorts of bands. Um. Yeah, I mean it is. It is very slapstick. It's not. It's, is it really a horror film? I mean, it's a comedy horror film, isn't it? But I can't decide it's if horror. it's intentionally comedy. No, either. I think it's. It's like, I, I don't think I would call Return of the Living Dead a horror comedy. No. Um, I would, I'd say it's, it's a goofy horror, mm-hmm. but it, it it's a horror film. Uh, at the, this is, this is a sci-fi with, sci-fi film with horror elements, I would say. I mean, it's horror because it's Stephen King, isn't it? Yeah, that's what, I think. it's got his, it's the name. It's cause it's got I, the name, I think right? that's what it is. I mean... Yeah. The, there's clearly nothing remotely scary about it. Um, no, it's not particularly gory. It's not, but it's it comes back to the, the debate of gory versus violent. It's quite violent. Like the deaths are quite yeah. violent. At the time. They're not cut. They're not cut very quickly. Like when people get run over, they get run over. Mm, mm. Um, you know, you kill the kid. That's that's a big yeah. deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, and you, big deal. it wasn't. A shot of he's already been killed. And it was like, no, that steamroller is still going, mm-hmm. and he's still seeing it. But for the most part, yeah, it's not. It's not gory. Um, it's hard, I guess it'd be hard to be gory because you, the trucks can just keep running people over. That's it. There's no other. There's no. There's nothing new with the kills. No, that's true. Yeah, um, that is true. Because they focus on trucks as the only machines, yeah. pretty much, and a gun. Like the few people get shot. Yeah, 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 Um, that that strange gun trolley thing. Yeah, it's a odd little vehicle. That it's like something that it's got like a it's it's like a trailer with a BAR on it that would be towed by an army truck. Yeah, but it's also got a steering wheel on it. It's it's a weird little seats. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) no seats. It's got a steering wheel on a horn, but a tow bar. It very it's it's very weird little contraption. Yeah, and I don't know how how they managed to be held at hostage by it so, quite so long because they could have just ducked under the gun, like there's like where when they make their great escape and Bill like hits it and drops the grenade on it, like they could have just sat down on the trailer. The gun can't pivot up and down; it can only sort of swivel in a three sixty arc. We just <laughs> sat down on it, <laughs> and also unbolted the gun. We how win. How much? Yeah, just. <laughs> how much power, it. how much power um does it's now now self-awareness have when it turns could you just hold it 
Have you got? Is it so strong that you couldn't hold it? And it would just... well, he manages. He manages to like swap yeah. it. it. It swivels like, probably you... well far easier than a real one would, presumably, because it swings like a go like this. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Um. Uh. Quick note. I I need a model. I. I... I need a model of that truck because it is cool. The Green Goblin. I feel yeah. like it's a cool little okay. rock. Okay. I feel I feel like that should exist. I feel like that exists. Somewhere. If we're looking, if I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, of, we normally talk about, um, oh, is this film on 4K? Is it got a nice collector's edition? You know what? I feel like uh, all I can find is a nice steelbook, uh, Blu-ray steelbook. Um, oh, no really? 4K. Yeah. I, um, oh, there is there is a matchbox truck. Ooh. 70 quid. On Ooh. where's that on? Yeah, movie trucks, maximum overdrive, the green goblin truck. I feel like the the goblin I, is this somebody just trying to cuz it's the happy toys branding on the side, but the goblin head is very small. It's you not You looking at it on eBay. I've just it, this is just an image search on Google and it's the first hit yeah the one with the big red head um is it the quite one? possibly it's well like i say it's, it's yeah. a small head in relation to what it should be it yeah. is literally like somebody's painted up a truck and stuck a the head of a action figure on it yeah i feel like these would be custom toys rather than officially yeah. licensed um which is a shame but i feel like is. it would be a it would be a really cool horror prop to have um, yeah, that that's definitely the the eBay one I'm seeing. That's not great. Yeah. Oh, there are uh, some custom. I mean, there are some people who have done yeah like, full size customs. The original um, was like found in a shed somewhere randomly. Really? Yeah. It like it went missing and then it just randomly popped up. Um. Kind of like the Falcor, the Wish Dragon from, or Luck Dragon from Neverending Story. I think yeah. a similar thing happened with that. They just, uh, oh, it was a yeah, tweet that's just rotting in a shed. Uh, not in a shed, in a, just in a yard somewhere. Assuming, assuming yeah. that that's the goblin head from the, in fact, it's not, I can see. Well, maybe it is. Maybe the jaw's just broken. It's not open mouth. But, uh, there can't be that many giant green goblin heads no. hanging about. That's got to be the one. If they didn't have this in the film, this truck, I mean, it wouldn't make it better or worse because, like you said earlier, it has doesn't have much of an impact in the film. It's just there for the visual. Mm. It's just there for the, like, oh, this looks really cool. That's it. And you take you take the, the front end of that truck off, the, the goblin face, it's just another truck. There's nothing just else on the truck. truck. There's nothing else on no. the truck. It's just a face. I so mean, it's a, it's, 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 it's a toy truck. At some point, they could have had all the toys coming oh, out of God it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going mad. Yeah, yeah oh, um, God, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think that's why it's got a huge goblin head on the front of it. It's because it's this, uh, because it is this toy truck, uh, you know, toy delivery truck. But, did Marvel know about this? Presumably Marvel knew about this. They must yeah. have they must have had to give the okay for them to slap a 
because it is the spider-man villain oh it's, green it's goblin. the green goblin yeah, without doubt. yeah so marvel um, must have had to okay that uh let's have a look what we got here because i didn't actually look about this apparently marvel comics approved of the green goblin imagery being used this way so it was not accidental yeah 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 i mean they would have, they would have had to have done i mean yeah i mean commercially this was a flop and like i say you know spielberg uh, spielberg um stephen king never directed another movie um but this did have a positive impact on the career of acdc like they they had like number ones or top tens and stuff like their their career was flagging a little bit and then when they did the soundtrack for this it, it gave that them like it. a a boost back into the charts at the time yeah <laughs> after the film came out they vowed to never do another soundtrack again and obviously that didn't last but um for a brief period there they they did really well with music sales on the back of this until people actually saw the film i think oh they've got this they got something out of it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah at least they got something out of it um hmm. i'm sure they didn't get many residuals out of it um you mentioned earlier uh i think we we, we glossed over this very quickly but yeah, there's a rocket launcher in this film. Where where do the weapons come from? So the, this is obviously a bit ag just glazed over. Yeah, the 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 boss of said gas station is mm-hmm. quite a sleaze bag. He produces a rocket launcher. I remember that. Bit. Yeah, and then Maid takes it and runs outside. Yeah, I think they uh, refer to the fact they've got they've got some. It's either like gun smuggling or something like that. Again. I probably I'm gonna say because so. by the end they've all got machine guns. Yeah, they go into the basement of the owner of this gas station. Into the basement, and he's got just racks of guns and artillery, like, weaponry everywhere. Ah, uh, okay. So he's running an illicit gun. Running I think operation. it is. I may be wrong. That's not, lucky. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying 100 percent, folks, but I think that's what it was. But um, yeah, when he just whipped out the rocket launch, I'm like, okay. Uh, gas station owner has a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. Just casually. And no one seems to bat an eye about it. No. No one, no one seems to be... I mean, I guess that if it helps them survive, fine. Well, who cares? I mean, but as we established, <laughs> nobody really bats an eye about anything. No. If it's overly, an overly long time in this movie. I mean, I guess mid-80s, there was a lot of Vietnam surplus kicking around. Everybody had a rocket launcher in the 80s. <laughs> Don't move for rocket take. launchers. That's my take on that. <laughs> um, something else that we just skipped over, and oh, yeah. I, I do want to go back and mention it because it made me laugh so much. But the very first, the re- the opening scene of this is the uh, after we get the little title card bit with it that tells us yeah. the, about the comet. We have the bank and the bank sign that's just You're an flashing. Arsehole. No, well, it's fuck you is on the the bank building, and then we have the guy going to the the cash point. And the cash point is calling him an arsehole. Yeah. Now that guy is Stephen King. Yeah. That's the Stephen King cameo. But doesn't he look like Elton John when he first appeared on screen? Just go back and have a look. When he first appeared on screen, screen, I was like, "Is that?" Is I was like, "Is that Elton John?" And then when I realized Texas Glass, I was like, "No, of course not. It's Stephen King. Why the hell would it be Elton John?" But there was a brief, like, couple really? of seconds where I thought. This is Elton John. Let me get my perfectly legal um, stream that I found the film on, and uh, perfectly legal. Yeah, it was not an easy film to track down. This no, 
Here we go. It was not an easy film. I could have sworn it was on Amazon Prime until very, very recently. Yeah, it says this video is not available on mm. Amazon Prime. Um, okay. And I was banking on it, and I had to find a, a less than uh, legit copy. Uh, he looks, yeah, he looks like he's just come straight from the uh, I'm Still Standing video. Yeah, done it. <laughs> a bit of uh, Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathe in Las Vegas as well with the glasses. But yeah, that is Elton oh, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh so much. My first three notes are Stephen King, cameo, yeah, cash point, calls him an asshole, looking a lot like Elton John. <laughs> ACDC, sarcastic newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that is how I hadn't even clocked that. Um, I'm also I, I just just saw the opening. To, I, I was getting, I was getting thing and predator vibes at the beginning. I was thinking, oh, we're starting off in space again. Is this going to be like alien ship crashes to Earth again? Thankfully not. We got the uh, premise instantly. Well, um, you say that, I do but say do that. you remember the end? Tap yeah, card. Got it right here. Yep. <laughs> um, let's read that out. So Today, let's just let's just do a little a little recap of events. Yes, for what, you know, go what for happens. it. Go for so it. So we have we have the 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 escape the diner. They sneak across town to head to the mysterious technology free island of Gotta get to Atlantis. It. Um, they blow up the goblin truck and they jump on a boat, which happens to be a sailboat, and weirdly cuts through that rope and couldn't. Um, untied that knot. I'm pretty sure he could have untied that knot if he tried. But anyway, gets a, gets a knife. Bill gets a knife out, cuts the rope, and, and off they sail into the into the sunset. And then, just before the credits roll, we yeah. get another text card on screen, which reads: Two days after a large UFO was destroyed in space by a Russian quote unquote weather satellite which happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and class 4 nuclear missiles or <laughs> uh, he was on all the coke right now all of the coke <laughs> two days later just two days a rough quote-unquote weather satellite ha just happened happened to be equipped with a laser cannon and class 4 nuclear missiles. Hey, it was the mid 80s you know we were no cold war stuff russia was spying on everybody Approximately six days later, the Earth passed beyond the tail of, uh, oh, this is the comet's name, Rhea M, mm. exactly as predicted. The survivors of the Dixie Boy, oh, there's a bit I'm missing here. Survivors of the Dixie Boy are still, are still survivors. Died on their way back to their home planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because talk about bailout ending. We just get this title card. Oh, two days later, we shot down a UFO. So it was aliens. It's just, what? What are you doing? I think I would have just preferred radioactive dust from a comet. Yeah. Just yeah, leave, yeah, yeah. It. leave it. It's bizarre like that. Right at the end, it's like, oh, man, I wish we had some money to actually put some aliens. I'm going to make it aliens. Yeah, fuck it. it was because aliens, why not? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <sighs> so that was tapping away god but it's that yeah just two days later <laughs> and it does have yeah real poochie dad on his way back to his it really life. does <laughs> and he... then the credits roll and that's maximum overdrive <laughs> he poochied the hell out of this film <laughs> 
This is a poochy film. It is. Oh. So, no, yeah, I... Maximum Overdrive. I mean, shout out to Mike at Retro Sesh for suggesting this Yes, one. that's where it came from in the first place, uh, yeah. It, you know, um, and I had seen it before. I knew exactly what I was, what I was in for. Um, <laughs> we're going to do some more Stephen King at some point, and we're going to do something that he did not direct. Thankfully, we'll yeah, do something yeah. better. Um, but, like I said, so if you've not seen it before, watch it. Give it a watch. But if you're looking for something, a better yeah. film about machines going haywire, then check out Choppy Mall or The Simpsons uh, Treehouse of Horror. That's a great shout. Great shout. But at the same time, I think it's a fair recommendation, this film. It's, only oh, an, yeah. hour and, it's an hour and a half. I think hour it's fair to just... I mean... Maybe you don't want to after what everything we've just said. Yeah. yeah but yeah. <laughs> I'd still say watch it. Just tick it off. Um, what well, I, I, One more point I just wanted to say. I feel like, I don't know, maybe all their, most of the budget went into hiring the trucks. Because there's a lot of trucks in this film. Mm-hmm. And I would say the gas station, it was either an old gas station. The whole area was old, old, old one they, they bought and just did up for the film. Or it's a set. Because they destroyed the hell out of oh yeah the there's end. a lot of big big pyro and it, it looks film. great at the end mm-hmm. of destruction like they they keep the cameras on a lot of the destruction mm-hmm. so you, you see like a lot of the, the um the roofing of like where, where you fill up like start to explode and collapse no not quick cuts and it, it looks good it looks good as a destruction it feels like you know the end of the shooting is like right we're gonna blow everything up now and they had a lot of money in their pyro budget, it seems. Yeah, they definitely um, did. Oh, I mean, probably as much as an average ACDC concert. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and one final. Here's, here's a nice nice way to end it. Nice positive note. There was one really nice scene that remind. I'm bringing it back. Reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, <go on> then. <laughs> it's about... It's a transitional shot. It's... The, uh, the sun setting over like a, a, a woodland area, a silhouetted woodland area, and the sky is so orange. And it just reminded me. I mean, that sort of orange. It reminded me oh, of yeah, yeah. Uh, where the sun is setting. It's a tra- again a transitional shot in TCM. Sun is setting. That the sky is just burning orange, and everything below it is just black silhouette. It, it, it just reminded me of that. That was all. But it was a nice shot. Um, yeah. That's my that's my two cents at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> well, any you know any oh. any further plug of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is all right by me. Oh, we'll get it there. Uh, yeah, no, like yeah, yeah. Watch it if you've not seen it. Like, check it out. Check it out at least once. But don't don't buy it because you'll probably never watch it again. Once is enough. Once is enough. But yeah, if you if you like um, you know crazy crazy movies about haywire machines check out chopping mall as well and check out jewel if you like films about menacing trucks steven spielberg's jewel yeah this is yeah early Choppy on mall that's much jewel. earlier Ch- uh, yeah. jewel is i believe it's 70s film that jewel is 71 it? i think yeah 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 uh, but that's actually uh, a person in the truck right it is it yeah is. yeah but it's um, uh but yeah um yeah i don't think i've got much more to say no, yeah. I, I think I think I, I pre- feel... we've pretty much wrapped it up. I think um, we put the I'm podcast just... into maximum overdrive. And, uh, just so we got there. Um, just checking my notes. 
but uh... for you for you I, I would highly recommend for you and for everyone out there watch feast um oh well yeah it's, it's I'm gonna, so I'm gonna add that to my list it's so fun um there's three of them as well apparently yeah uh <laughs> i'll tell you now they get worse yeah <laughs> they get I'm really saying, bad I, but i don't think i need it to be told <laughs> um yeah they get they get pretty rough uh the first one is great fun though great fun uh um, it does look good it feels like a standalone it could be as it what well, should have been a standalone film. it should have been um but that if you want if you want a better let's say siege horror movie watch feast and Trenders. oh jason muse is in it uh jason muse jason muse yes yeah, and no, henry there's, rollins there's, yeah there's some big names in it yeah and um the bartender oh fucking hell who plays the bartender i completely forget uh he is it don it's not don johnson it's uh somebody called Tarant- clue Clue Gulager, of course, it's Clue Gulager. He's Clue Gulager is from, um, from? Clue Gulager is from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two and uh, Return of the Living oh, Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, Clue Gulager. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great fun. Right. Huh? Uh, yeah, no, the, the trailer, the trailer does not do it justice. So do not watch the trailer. Okay, I won't. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that about wraps it up. So, what have we got next, Tom? What have we got next? Um, little film called Society. Uh, so until next time, then, Ooh, folks. Um, yeah. the, I am. I, I look for anyone that listens to this podcast. We appreciate all of you and thank you very much. If you've not seen Society, um, I, there's a reason why I'm 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 keeping very quiet about the film because I want you to go and find it and watch it before we talk about it. This it's... film specifically, more than any other film. Do not watch a trailer. Do not read any synopsis. Do not read plot. It's a horror film that I would not advise watching in a Costa, you know, or, or on your lunch break <laughs> or somewhere. Just go and watch it and then come back to us when we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah, society. Excellent. Yeah. Um, That's going to be interesting. <laughs> that is. So that's next week. We live in a society. (laughs) (laughs) That will be next week. And then the following week, um, I believe, is August. We're we're a week behind the schedule, but it's fine. We're we're just going to include it in August. Um, We will be catching up with old Frankie and the Mummy in a double feature. um, Our double Boris Karloff Universal movies continuation. Yes, the Mummy. Monsters of Universal. And then... To cap off this, I guess, last session of the drag cast in August will be, of course, The Exorcist. The Exorcist. With the poster the right way up. Maybe I should just do the thumbnail for The Exorcist 90 degrees and fuck everyone. I think you should. I think you should. Just as a little... Yeah. A little dig. And... But that's... But is that much to a vulgar display of power? It could be. It could be a bit meta. Mm. Um, and then to cap off, uh, after that will be Return of the Living Dead because it's Return of the Living Dead. And I think I think we'll try and if we get time, if you get time, if I get time, if we're both free at the same time, we'll try and fit in our trailer, do some new trailer reactions when they pop out in the next few weeks, I believe, mm-hmm. for Saw and the Exorcist. And maybe in August we get a little few games in on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. Oh yeah, not long, not long. Three that. weeks, I think, now until that comes out. Eighteenth of August. Eighteenth mm-hmm. of August. So yeah. 
And then after Return of the Living Dead, little break, and we'll be back mid-September onwards with, I mean, man, I have so... We don't know. We don't know. We don't know, but I have, oh man, I have so many what I want to do in mind. And mm. September onwards, it's, it's, it's a good time of the year. It's winding down, it's autumn, it's horror season in my eyes, mm. like... Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of definitely. There's a lot of good stuff that, yeah, I, I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna have some good times. So, um, awesome. yep, do check us out on the Dreadcast at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube, and on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Dreadcast. And what's that email again? That email again is the Dreadcast Pod at Gmail dot com. What's that? So yeah, feel free to drop us some uh, recommendations, some yep. suggestions. Just say hi at the dreadcastpod at gmail.com. Thank you again, Fun the How, for your amazing letter. Uh, keep sending them in, and we'll read them, and we'll discuss, and we'll have a chat via the podcast. Um, Until next time. I, th- I think that is everything, isn't it? I think that is everything. Yeah, let's, let's stay, stay spooky. Out. Stay spooky. Yeah. <laughs>